Mic check. Mic check. One, two, one, two. Mic check. One, two, one, two. We back for another episode. Yes, indeed. Let's go. She's so self-conscious, she has no idea what she's doing in college That major that she majored in don't make no money But she won't drop out her parents to look at her funny Now, tell me that ain't insecure The concept of school seems so secure Sophomore three years ain't picked a career She like, fuck it, I'll just stay down her and do it Cause that's enough money to buy her a few pairs of new ears Cause her baby daddy don't really care She's so precious with the Pressure. Couldn't afford a car, so she named her daughter Alexis. Yeah, it's so long that it looked like weave. Then she cut it all off, now she look like Eve. And she be dealing with some issues that you can't believe. Single black female addicted to Say sick to the podcast. Let's go. And when it falls down, who you gonna call now? Come on, come on. And when it all falls down, man, I promise. I'm so self-conscious That's why you always see me with at least one of my watches Rollies and postures that drove me crazy I can't even pronounce nothing Pass that for safety Then I spent 400 bucks on this Just to be like, nigga, you ain't up on this And I can't even go to the grocery store Without some ones that's clean And a shirt with a team Basic instead of podcast People high up, got the lowest self-esteem The prettiest people do the ugliest thing Road to riches and, and diamond, diamond rings. Shine because they hate us. Floss because they the greatest. We trying to buy back our 40 acres. And for that paper, look how low we a stoop. Even if you in a band, you still a nigga. Come on, come Say you sing and sit a podcast. Let's go. Who you gonna call now? Come on, come on. And when it all falls down. The police, that's how I treat them. We buy our way out of jail, but we can't buy freedom. Uh. We buy a lot of clothes, but we don't really need them. Things we buy to cover up what's inside. Cause they made us hate ourselves and love their wealth. That's why Shorty's hollering where the ball is at. Drug dealer by Jordan, crack hit by crack. And a white man get paid off for all of that. But I ain't even gonna act. Totally up than that, cause fuck it. I went to Jacob with 25 now. Before I had a house and I do it again. Cause I wanna be on 106 and park, wishing the bands. I wanna act all horrific, like it's all terrific. I got a couple pass through bills, I won't get specific. I got a problem with spending before I get it. We all self-conscious, I'm just the first to admit. Huh. Yeah, come on, come on. Say you sick and sit a podcast. Down, you call now? Come on, come on. And when it all falls down. Say sick and sit a podcast. Yes, indeed. We are back for another episode. Yes. A taste to consider podcast. We are back for another episode. Yes, indeed. Yes. Let me get this show rolling. It's been a minute. Yes, it's been a minute. 
I've missed myself. <laughs> so I hope you missed me too. <laughs> It's a taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver, and we are back. Back for another episode. Yes, indeed. A taste to consider podcast. Yes. Back for another episode. Starting a new month, September. This is September 2nd. Yes, Friday, September 2nd. Back for another episode. Yes, it has definitely been a minute, <laughs> but we back. That's all that matters. Yes, a taste to consider podcast. I got my outline here. Past couple of episodes, I ain't have no outline written down, but I got my outline this time. I need, sometimes, you know what I'm saying, the show just be flowing, and I don't, I don't need no outline at all. I didn't write one. I ain't put one together. I just got the topics together in my phone, and we just roll with it, but- you know what I'm saying? I got to stick to my routine <laughs> this time, especially coming back from uh, two weeks, a two week layoff. I definitely need my outline. But shout out to everybody who listens to on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon and all of the YouTube watchers, subscribers. I know, man, last uh, last episode that I did, the um the wanted unwanted man revisited i had a technical issue and i wasn't able to get the video on youtube and it was it was totally my fault cuz i was rushing in the moment and that's why i need to stick to my routine cuz when i'm not on my routine that's when i have technical issues and it's crazy cuz we in the uh, pre-shadow phase of mercury retrograde so i definitely got to be on my on my shit, and you know what I'm saying, I gotta be in my routine during the pre-shadow phase of Mercury retrograde, during the Mercury retrograde that starts September the 9th or 10th, I don't know, it's always confusing, and during the post-shadow phase, so yeah, I gotta be on my routine this month, and sliding into next month, early next month in October during the Mercury retrograde, because if you've been listening to the pod for a minute, y'all know I, I talk about them, them retrogrades. And particularly, I talk about Mercury retrograde. Like right now, we got five planets in retrograde right now. Uh, when Mercury officially goes into retrograde, it will be six planets in retrograde. But yeah, don't fear. You know what I'm saying? All this stuff is for our good, even though sometimes it may be uncomfortable for us. But yeah, so... Back for another episode, Taste to Consider Podcast. So, even though it's been two weeks, and, like, that last episode, like, <laughs> that last episode was kind of interesting for the simple fact that, you know what I'm saying, um, I internalized uh, particularly one of the topics, the main topic of the, the episode, which was the uh, black woman therapist and the shit that she was talking but we're going to, you know what I'm saying, we're going to follow up with that because there's been a lot of stuff that's been going on with that shit. But, um, yeah, we're in the pre-shadow phase of Mercury retrograde. So, 
you know what I'm saying? Bear with me. There might be, you know what I'm saying? I'm not in control of everything. I can only be responsible for the things that I'm in control of. But, yeah. Mercury retrograde pre-shadow phase is going on right now. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, the communication, uh, electronic, technical stuff. Um, there, just think about all the re's, 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 revisit, reprocess, rearrange, all that. Just think about re. When when planets go retrograde, you're gonna have to revisit things. It's just point blank and period. You're gonna have to revisit things. Things are gonna come up. People, places, things, triggers, situations, all that stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's an opportunity. Uh, I know a lot of astrologers and stuff on people on social media and stuff. Um, they they try to trigger people and, and make them fearful so they can, you know what I'm saying, get people to buy readings and stuff like that. But, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Do what you want to do. But, yeah, just just know that, you know what I'm saying, all things are for your good. Just keep that in your mind. All things is for for my good. You know what I'm saying? Everything is going in the right direction for me. Everything is working for my highest good. You know what I'm saying? Just keep that in mind when, when even when planets aren't, aren't in retrograde shit. You know what I'm saying? Because life, life is about balance, and you will have your ups and downs. Don't buy into that that toxic positivity crap that people be throwing out there and stuff. Yeah, you should always look look at the um the bright side of things, but as you know, you gone through life, you know what I'm saying? There will be ups and downs, there will be good and bad, you know what I'm saying? All that good stuff, you know. So, um just an update, just the, you know what I'm saying, just the Part, mostly this episode is going to be um, revisiting um, <laughs> the last episode, which was a revisit from another last episode. But, yeah, last episode I talked about, you know, um, well, I don't, did I talk about it? See, I don't even know because I ain't even listened to the, to the episode recently. But I did talk about the fact I definitely talked about it on my blog, greatestiamblog.com, greatest.i.am.blog on Instagram. Um, but I definitely talked about how I was looking for a new therapist. And um, I, last week, I sat down and I prayed. And I was like, God, help me find a therapist. You know what I'm saying? I'm struggling in this moment. Um, help me. You know what I'm saying? I need your help. <laughs> and probably like two days after that prayer, I decided to check my uh, my work emails. And I'm a government contractor. So I got my company emails that I'm actually employed by the, the contracting company that I'm employed by. And I got my government email for the government agency that I work for. So I decided to check my actual employer's email because I don't check that joint on the regular. <laughs> but I decided to check and I was like, let me, I'm, I'm sure it's like tons of emails in that joint and I need to clean it out. So 
I decided to log in and, and you know what I'm saying, going in and clean it out. So as I'm going through the emails, I come across an email from the human resources department of the company that I'm employed by. And that email specifically talking about the EAP. And it was saying that um, your EAP offers you six free sessions with Talkspace, which is a um, sort of a virtual uh, therapy company. Uh, excuse me, burp number one. Excuse me, burp number two. Yeah, so virtual therapy company uh, where you can give your information and they find a therapist for you and you can video chat with the therapist that they find for you based off of the, you know, evaluation that you fill out and your needs and stuff like that. And you can also, you know, uh, have chats with this person, like uh, text messages and, you know what I'm saying, uh, computer chats and stuff like that. So I was like, dang, my prayers have been answered. Let me take advantage of this, you know what I'm saying? Because I've been looking for a ther a new therapist for a while. So I was like, let me take advantage of this. And I, you know what I'm saying, filled out all the information, did the evaluation and stuff like that. So during that process, they was like, you know what I'm saying, um, we're going to find a therapist for you based off of the evaluation that you fill filled out, the assessment and stuff. So... It took about maybe four days. I did it. I did it during like a Thursday or Friday. So it took a little longer than expected because the weekend came and, you know, what I'm saying that's not usually business hours. So um, I just, you know, what I'm saying I just let it go. I was like, you know, what I'm saying they looking for a therapist for me anyway. And I was like, I'm just going to take advantage of these free sessions and see, you know, what I'm saying um, if I connect with whatever therapist they find for me. And I'll go from there. And it's crazy because in the process of doing this, I was like, watch they find me a white therapist. Watch they find me a white therapist. And I've had a white therapist before. My first therapist ever was a white, an older white man. And I was like, watch they find me a white therapist. Watch they find me a white therapist. <laughs> and sure enough, they came back. I got the email saying, you know what I'm saying, they found the therapist for me. So I logged into the um my account and everything like that and they gave me a picture of the therapist and gave me all her information and her credentials and stuff like that of course it was a white woman so i was thinking to myself and y'all know if y'all been listening to this podcast and even if you follow me on social media i'm i'm a i'm blackity black <laughs> but i'm not opposed to you know having a white a white therapist and particularly for the simple fact that you know what i'm saying my health my mental health is is important and it's not that you know what i'm saying like i said i'm not opposed to a white therapist and i believe that you know um one i believe in you know what i'm saying everything is going to happen for you know my highest good and i looked at it like you know what i'm saying these free sessions and Ultimately, in therapy, and as long as I've been in therapy, going to therapy, that I'm the one ultimately that's doing the work. It doesn't matter who I'm sitting across from or who I'm talking to and stuff like that, because 
it's a relationship. We're working together, but ultimately I'm the one that's in total control of my healing and, you know what I'm saying, and my growth and my evolution and stuff as a person, as a man. So I'm just going to go with the, you know, the flow with things. So, yeah, it was a white woman. And I was like, cool, it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? I've experienced every, um, well, I ain't going to say every. I experienced a white male. I experienced a black woman. I experienced a black male. And now I'm going to have a white woman. So I was like, cool, let me just see what happens. And plus it's free. <laughs> Six free sessions. If anybody knows Make you know what I'm saying. Make sure you check out my blog. Um, I I recently uh, wrote a blog about you know uh, searching for a therapist and the difficulties of finding a therapist. So make sure you check out the blog. I have at least uh, three or four um, current new uh, blog posts up there. Um, I I will be having some more up there soon, but uh, there's plenty of them up there. You don't have to just go to the most current one. All of them are relevant to anybody who is uh uh suffering or having struggles or difficulties with their mental health so i'm chatting back and forth with her you know what i'm saying starting off chatting you know just getting some basic information back and forth from each other so then she like um she says uh you know uh let's schedule a video chat so we can go into uh we can further go into depth in depth of you know what I'm saying what what you uh want to work on or you know your struggles at the moment and stuff like that. So I was like, damn, I ain't really trying to video chat with her because um just going off a of last episode, I ain't gonna lie, you can't trust. This is just my point of view. I have I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lie about you know what I'm saying. I have uh difficulties trusting people particularly people that i don't know and then to have a a person knowing you know what i'm saying personal things about you and for for them to be white and me being black it, i was thinking to myself you know what i'm saying i don't know if this person is racist or what you know what i'm saying <laughs> sometimes i can go to the extreme of of the negative thinking and i'm sitting here like you know what i'm saying is she going to be biased? You know what I'm saying? Is she going to be unbiased? You know what I'm saying? Is she professional enough to, you know what I'm saying? Is she, you know what I'm saying? Just those are the things that was going on in my head. But I was like, it is what it is. So I'm going to see because, you know, you got to, I got to talk to her. I got to see if I can connect with her and stuff like that. So I scheduled the video chat with her. And um. The day came when we were supposed to meet video on the video chat. So it was early in the morning, um, nine o'clock appointment, and um, it was during a work day. And <laughs> I don't log into my into work until eight thirty, but I usually don't wake up until about eight <laughs> thirty. So you know what I'm saying? I'm still like kind of like just waking up. I got this therapy session about to happen and stuff like that. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm just a little kind of like, I'm I'm really not a morning person. I'm more of a night person. So I'm not, I wasn't necessarily grouchy. I can be grouchy in the morning, 
But yeah. So got on the video chat. Um, this was during the pre-shadow phase of Mercury retrograde. So I was having issues connecting on the video chat. So eventually everything worked out. I connected on the uh, video chat. So um, we started, you know, talking about things, uh, who I am, who she is and what what's been going on with me lately, things that I want to work on, stuff like that. So the conversation was going good, you know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, you know, yeah, everything going good. Um, she's She was very professional. Um, I felt like I was being heard and stuff like that. Everything going good. And I know y'all hearing me say this and y'all probably like, but what? But there wasn't no but. The whole, that was the most common the most calm therapy session, one of the most calm therapy sessions that I've ever had. It might be the the, the top <laughs> therapy session that I ever had. And like uh we we was laughing during the session. Um, you know what I'm saying, even though we was I was talking about some, you know what I'm saying, some uncomfortable shit and, and stuff like that, but it was calm, um, it was peaceful. I felt encouraged with the therapy session or whatever. She even gave me homework off the break. And if anybody, like the people who know me and that I've actually discussed with them about therapy and stuff like that, um, I love homework when it comes to therapy because I learn things, you know what I'm saying? I learn things that opens me up to things. Um, I'm able to discover things about myself and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, the the therapy session went great like <laughs> like i was shocked but i was like see i, I said to my I was, like, I was like Derek, see you know what i'm saying all them all them things that was going on in your mind and stuff like that it wasn't true so that's one of the things that i definitely need to work on like that's part of my uh no that's part of the anxiety that i i deal with at times with you know what I'm saying those thoughts in my head where I um create a moment before the moment even happens. And yeah, I did that and it I I wasted a lot of my time, energy <laughs> and you know what I'm saying, I wasted a, my fingernails and some lip biting and some <laughs> some leg shaking off of something that, you know what I'm saying, didn't even happen yet. But um therapy session went great i was very i'm very i've i was very encouraged i am very encouraged i meet with her again um when uh i think next week no the week after next um we're going to do every two weeks and that's pretty much like with all the therapists that i met with um most of them they Majority of the therapists, well, no, all of the therapists that I met with always have this, 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 um, they all have this assessment of me that, you know what I'm saying, I'm just, I just need to get over the hump. Like, you know what I'm saying, I'm pretty, everything about me is pretty normal. I do have these difficulties, these struggles, but I just need to get over the hump. Um, so yeah, I'm still trying to get over that hump, 
but you know what I'm saying? I'm very uh normal, quote unquote normal and functional. Um, but I just need to get over that hump. You know what I'm saying? Certain things that that's just impeding me from getting over the hump and I just need to get over that hump. So yeah. We'll see how, you know what I'm saying, this go. I'm very optimistic about it. Like I said, I'm very encouraged and I will keep you updated um on the experience of it. Um, but yeah, I love therapy. I love therapy. Yeah, so um also another thing that I did last weekend, um, I went to this event in um down at the Washington Convention Center. And it was a mental health event. And it was called the Strong Friend, um, the Strong Friend uh Expo or something like that. I forgot uh exactly the name of it. Um, so forgive me if anybody's listening that is a part of it. Um, because I know some people that um was on uh some of the panels um of this event. But one of the interesting things about when I went down to the event, it was a weekend event. So it was um Saturday, Sunday, and I you know, I was following uh some of the stuff on social media from the event. Um, before the event happened, during the event, and after the event. And one of the things that I noticed and that disturbed me a lot was the fact that it was a lot of black women down there. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm all for anybody to get their mental health together, particularly black people. But what disturbed me about it was the fact that there wasn't any black men down there. The day that I went down there, I went down there during a specific time for a specific panel. And it was no black men down there. And the black and me following the socials and stuff, the black men that were a part of the event were not straight black men. And that disturbed me. And and I just looked at it like this is a continuous continuous um theme of you know what I'm saying black men not taking their mental health seriously or they or and they aren't being invited into these spaces and stuff like that so I'm not you know what I'm saying this is just my my perception of it I'm not saying that this event this event was put together and stuff by black women but I'm not you know what I'm saying, blaming them or anything like that. I just don't I just don't know um if black men Yeah, I'm just kinda like on the fence of it. I don't know if black men were open to coming or if they were if the event was if the event was reaching out to black men, you know what I'm saying? But it was a it I was that the day and time that I went down there, I was the only black dude down there. But like I said, I followed the socials and stuff and I saw that there were black men down there, but they weren't straight black men. So I don't know if black straight black men were actually down there. And it disturbed me. And I was just like, man, what is going on with with us that uh straight black males where we can't I understand. I understand the stigmas and stuff like that. 
understand the reservations, the fears and stuff about being open about your mental health as a straight black man and stuff. I understand that. But then I'm also trying to get wrap my head around um, if these spaces and these events and stuff like that are really reaching out to black men or they just, you know what I'm saying, more centered around black women. Because I get it. Even though, like, in my in my lifetime, black women don't get along, but they always together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, the black women empowerment movement is a big thing. You know what I'm saying? They may not always get along, but they always come together. <laughs> and for, I'll say this, for, um, for majority, for health reasons, whether it's physical, mental, or you know what I'm saying, just kick in. But black men, it's, it seems like it's always a struggle when it comes to mental, physical health, or whatever. You'll have your little small groups or whatever, but overall, nah. And that kind of disturbed me, and it kind of had me thinking, like, what more can I do? Um you know what I'm saying? Is there anything different I can do besides the podcast or my blog to kind of open these spaces up and, you know what I'm saying, get get black men to come together to kind of commune um, when it comes to their mental health and stuff like that. And there are, you know what I'm saying, black male therapists out here. I follow a few of few of them it's not a lot there's definitely more black women therapists out here than it is black males um but yeah that's just an observation that um i came across like i didn't even stay at the event long because i kind of felt like i kind of felt out of place um i didn't i'm not saying this is the fault of the event or anything like that i just didn't feel welcome i didn't feel comfortable or anything like that Cause I initially went down there to kind of network a little bit, and you know what I'm saying, uh, see one of the panels from from one of the people that I knew that was going to be on the panels, and but yeah, I didn't stay that long. Um, like I drove around more looking for parking than I actually did at the event. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll see. But um. Yeah, I know it was a lot of uh, controversy around my last episode. Like, I heard about the controversy. It came to me. Um, and like I said, I internalized uh, some of the uh, the main issue with the black woman therapist and how she felt about black men and the things that she was saying and stuff like that. So one thing, like, I take mental health seriously and particularly when it comes to um black men and that just started like a couple of years ago because initially when back in 2016 when I came up with the idea of my blog and my book and things that I wanted to do when it comes to mental health and how I wanted to start being more open about it when I started learning more about myself and my struggles and stuff like that I looked at it like you know what I'm saying I want to be an advocate for all black people. But then, you know what I'm saying, my process of doing the podcast and my blog and being on social media and stuff like that, I saw, 
you know, just like what I was talking about that, you know what I'm saying, more women was coming together and um, outside of the the black man versus black woman thing that that kind of infiltrated into the mental health space. And I was like, damn. And then the more and more that I started talking to more black males, uh, more, you know what I'm saying, people that I knew and seeing stuff on social media and stuff, I was like, I need to be more focused on black men and their mental health. And I didn't really want to because I didn't I didn't want to be caught up into that divide. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, that black woman empowerment movement is a big thing, a big thing on social media and all that other stuff. And I just didn't want to be caught up into the separation of the two. Granted, I, I understand that, you know what I'm saying, black men need to get this stuff together individually. Black women need to get this stuff together individually. You know what I'm saying? And we also need to get our stuff together collectively. But I don't look at it like it should be this versus thing. And I know sometimes I get caught up into it because, you know what I'm saying, I internalize some things. And, and just as me being a black male, period, um, a lot of times I don't have a choice, um, so to speak. Um, but I'm going to play this, this video or whatever. I came across this video, this clip from a black woman. Her name is Erica Lachey on social media and stuff and i played clips of her before but i thought the clip was just was you know what i'm saying just a very good clip as far as you know explaining everything that we should be focused on as black men and black women and not this this whole back and forth and versus thing and you know all that the that shit that's just keeping us further apart and further away from getting black families and stuff and black unity together. So I'm going to play this clip real quick. Keep deflecting from our in-house issues. Of course, racism and white supremacy is an issue that has to be addressed, right? But we as a people cannot keep on advocating for the things that are destroying our families, y'all. I mean, y'all do realize that generational wealth comes from families, right? If we ain't got no black families, there's no wealth to pass down to our families, right? There's a lot of stuff that we're campaigning for, and I'm not knocking it. Everyone deserves to have a good life. Everyone deserves to be treated with respect, period. But can we put an emphasis on black families, like how that's necessary, how that's important? Can we put an emphasis on how a black man and a black woman has to come together to make black children? Can we really put our focus on getting a better understanding of each other so that we can have successful black families, y'all? I mean... Black lives should matter enough to want to make more of them, right? The emphasis needs to be put on black love because black love is the vital foundation to any chance of a revolution that we might have. Yes, black love is the revolution. That is our revolution. Um, like I said, her name is Erica Lachey, E-R-I-C-A-L-E-S-H-A-I. That's her at, at Erica Lachey. She's a good follow. Um, it's not no bias talk or whatever. It's a it's a collective talk. It's a unity talk. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I know I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm I'm always team unity or whatever. I get caught up at times, and I and just like the Kanye song, you know what I'm saying? Um, being self-conscious and stuff like that, self-aware about, you know what I'm saying, where you at and stuff like that, and being open and honest about it. And 
as long as we keep having these is like I already said, it's one thing, you know what I'm saying? Yes, black women need to get their self together. Black men need to get their self together. We can do it collectively and we can do it separately. You know what I'm saying? That is possible. You can be in a romantic relationship or partnership and still be healing at the same time. Don't fall into that trap of these these quick little uh, social media posts and memes and stuff that say, you know what I'm saying, you got to be healed first before you're in a relationship and all that other stuff. Just don't be using the person you're in a relationship with to heal you. You know what I'm saying? But as long as we keep this divide, this black woman empowerment movement, this black man empowerment movement, you did this, you did that, um, who hurt who the most and all that other stuff, we're just repeating cycles. Instead of us doing it individually, our own personal cycles, we're doing collective cycles. We're just repeating these new cycles. And a lot of times, like I, I've been talking about uh, in the past few episodes about confirmation bias and stuff like that. And a lot of people fall into the trap of seeing these memes and these posts and stuff. And they just take it as, oh, yeah, that hit my gut or that hit my heart. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's 100. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever these terms is that's going on out there. And not understanding that a lot of these memes, these posts and stuff are toxic. They're just repeating the cycle that already didn't work you know what i'm saying so you got to be very careful of the people you're following the people you're listening to um how defensive they are how they project how they internalize things and how they project them onto you and stuff like that and and you you're connecting to them based off of negativity and you feel as though that it's it's correct or it's accurate or it's 100 just because it's confirming the toxic stuff that's already inside of you. But we're just repeating the same cycles over and over again. And and like I've been saying lately, these people are humans just like us. Don't get caught up into how many followers they got because they go on all these trips or they got this amount of money or they rubbing shoulders with a celebrity or they are a celebrity or whatever and think that this person is better than you or they're more wise than you, or, you know what I'm saying, they have more um, knowledge and stuff than you. You know what I'm saying? We spend too much time trying to find confirmation in other people as opposed to um, our experiences or our healing journey and stuff like that. But um, it was funny because I was in a barber shop. It wasn't this week. I, I get my hair cut every week. It was last week, and my barber, my barber, he was like, he was like, damn man, he was like, you know what I'm saying? Us as man, we just gotta suck that shit up. We can't even cry. <laughs> he was like, man, we can't even cry. We can't even say how we feel and nothing like that, man. We just gotta suck that shit up. That shit crazy. He just said that out the blue, and my barber, he's a he's a straight joke. He he joke all the time. And even though he was serious, he was joking with it. He was like, you know what I'm saying? Damn, man, we can't even cry. We can't even shed one damn tear. You know what I'm saying? He was like, damn. He's like, we just always got to suck that shit up. But he was like, hey, you know what I'm saying? We men. That's it. It is what it is. He was basically, you know what I'm saying, coming out saying, you know what I'm saying, it's fucked up. We can't show our emotions or be real humans. But at the same time, he was confirming 
the narrative that we've always been taught that we just got to suck it up. We, you ain't a man unless you, you know what I'm saying, you tough 24-7. And I came across this tweet that kind of relates to it. Um, it was a, a black woman that tweeted this. She was like, a turnoff to me is when a nigga has too many bad days. Like, nigga, damn, what's the problem now? And this is like stuff like this fuels and continues the cycle of black men suffering in silence. The highest rate of suicide is black men. Why? Because all our shit is inside. And it's like, how long do we have to keep continuing this? Like, yes, black men have hurt black women. Black women have hurt black men. Why does it always have to be a scale? Why does it always have to be a competition and stuff like that? Like, as long as we keep pointing the fingers, like, we basically saying the same damn thing. Instead of actually coming together and talking to each other in a civil manner, <laughs> A respectful manner, and I ain't, and I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna sit here and act like I always do that because I can be fucking disrespectful. Hell yeah, I can be fucking disrespectful. <laughs> like I've said plenty of times on this podcast, I'm a former hothead, um, um, with still hothead tendencies. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, why can't you know what I'm saying? It, that tweet is basically saying that because a man, a black man has a bad day, it's a turn off. Like, come on now. Like, so a black man is supposed to be positive all the time. That's that toxic positivity shit. So a black man got to be on point every day. Like, this is the stuff that black men, we've already been taught. And this is stuff that we got in our mind 24-7. We got to be on point all the time. We got to always be doing something. We always got to be on our P's and Q's. We always got to be on that business. We always got to be on trying to get that money. We always got to be on trying to satisfy our woman. But what about us? Our cup ain't even half full. That shit is, is, a, is, a, is a drip in that junk. It's a drip in our cup. But we got to do everything for everybody else. And, and I know, I know how it's coming off what i just said i understand that black women y'all do a lot we both do a lot we both go through a lot shit we black in this country shit in this in this world (laughs) we both go through a lot and that's the point right there that i'm talking about it's always this competition of who goes through what more who hurt who the most and all this other stuff instead of just understanding that we are both humans like come together (laughs) oh man um i'll move on oh let me move on to uh um the black woman therapist uh let me get there so spoiler alert um if you haven't been paying attention on twitter because mostly all the stuff has been on twitter ain't really been i ain't really seen nothing about it on um instagram twitter is really the superior social media site from from my experience and i've just gotten on twitter the past what two years um i 
I started my page back in, I don't remember, but I just recently got on it the past two years, I guess during the start of the pandemic. But yeah, let me read. She got fired. Let me read the statement from her job. Um, let me pull this up. It says at Grow Well Cleveland, we respect we respect the privacy of all employees, former and present, and we don't comment about personal issues. We are aware, of course, of the social media posts and want to emphasize that sentiments expressed in the social media posts and videos in no way reflect Grow Well Cleveland's ethical or professional values. The statements made in the videos and much of the follow-up commentary online do not follow the ACA Code of Ethics or the laws and rules of the Ohio Counselor, Social Worker, and Marriage and Family Therapist Board. Additionally, the statements do not reflect how our organization handles cultural inclusion, human resources, or reasoning for termination. Grow Well strives to handle inclusive, inclusive, <laughs> I always fuck this word up, inclusive, inclusivity <laughs> as a, I've been pre-gaming, as deliberate measure engaging multiple stakeholders in decision making and engagement of those who may seek counseling, especially voices which often go unheard, black men. We employ an affirmative evidence-based cultural culturally culturally sensitive model to engage clients for therapy given that this is a sensitive personal matter we do not personnel matter we do not plan to have additional comments that was the statement from her employer so um i'm gonna go uh to her tiktok and i'm gonna play a couple of the, the clips or a couple of her TikToks on her TikTok page so you can see the aftermath of the original video that I played on the last episode, the one it unwanted black men revisited episode. So if you're listening now, stop and go back to that episode and then come back to this. So I'm going to go to uh, her TikTok page. All right. Let me pull this up. And. I'm going to start from the aftermath of when she started going viral on Twitter. All right, where is it? Let me see. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, make sure I pull up the right one. I think this one is it. So yesterday on Twitter, I went viral because a bunch of men got butthurt for me telling them to better themselves. They're mad because I called them dusty bitches and wanted them to be accountable for their fuck shit behavior, but like, Go off, King. Be shitty. That's fine with me. Like, I was dead ass like, hey, go talk about the shit that hurts you and plagues you and has traumatized you. Um, so you can basically learn the emotional vocabulary required to express yourself to make your life easier. And they were like, fuck this bitch. <sighs> Poor unhealed sons. <laughs> Now, I know a lot of y'all think the only socially acceptable response to things that you don't like is anger, but I'm here to tell you, when you go to therapy, you learn a variety of other emotions. And when you learn to communicate those things, your life gets easier. But instead of being accountable, you want to displace your hatred for your father on me. Go talk to somebody about why that is, King. So yesterday on Twitter... 
Where's their... So, that was the first video after she went viral, right? So, you hear, there's no accountability there or whatever. This was before she got fired. She looking at it like, you know what I'm saying? Is everybody, is all the black men's fault. It's not her fault. And the crazy thing about it is she got fired because of a because of an article that was written from a black woman criticizing her for all the shit that she was doing. But I'm going to go back to her TikTok page and, you know what I'm saying, play some of the other videos so you can just see how, you know what I'm saying, the how she was unraveling in that moment when she went viral and stuff like that. And this ain't nothing new because off of the last episode, you heard her mindset about black men and how, you know what I'm saying, she felt about us. And let me preface this first by saying she's a 27-year-old uh, black woman. So she's young. She's young. She's 13 years younger than me. I'm 40, 40 years old. Damn, I don't even look 40, man. I look good for my age. But, um, yeah. So I'm going to go back to her TikTok, and we're going to go um, listen to some of the other videos and have a conversation. Let me see. Pull her page back up. Um, all right. Next video. Let me pull this up. Worst therapist of all time. Let's get into it. <laughs> okay, so men are very upset, which is good because anger initiates change. If you're uncomfortable by the shit I'm saying, that means you need to go talk about it. <laughs> so I've been very nice to y'all. I've been saying, hey, don't manipulate bitches because like we're human beings and um, I have to like counsel us through that. Um, so like, hey, just like go to therapy, talk. I'm gonna stop the video right here because initially on her first video, she said majority of her, her patients were black males. So now she's saying she gotta deal with black women. So she contradicting herself right here. And, it, and I'm not, this episode is not about me coming down on her or anything like that because it's very obvious that she's dealing with her own mental health uh, issues and struggles and stuff like that. And I'm sympathetic towards that because, for one, she's a black woman, and two, it's mental health. So, and she's young. So, I'm, when I was 27 years old, that's when I was deep in my depression. And let me just preface this first. It eventually came out the, that she made a TikTok video about this, that how before all of this started, the the initial video um, from the last episode that she had a she broke up with her um, her boyfriend, which was a black male. So let me get back to the clip to somebody about the shit that's like upsetting you and maybe you might like learn something and they're like oh no never never you're a worst therapist ever you should lose your license uh i'm sorry i'm not sorry that i called y'all dusty bitches because y'all are per perpetuating dusty behavior um for the people who are saying in the comments mostly men that my license should be taken away that's not how that shit works boo boo um, I went through a lot of schooling and a lot of um, tests and internships and practicum hours um, to earn said license and I can't, I'm not going to lose it because your feelings are hurt. Um, in fact, because your feelings... So you can see that she's very immature, very immature. 
And this is one of the things where I, I started thinking about when I started going through her TikTok and stuff like that, how, you know what I'm saying, maybe they need to change the process of um, becoming a therapist or a counselor or social worker and stuff and put them through some sort of uh, age requirement or age, um, I don't know. I don't know, but like I, I I compared it to police officers and how you've been listening to this podcast for a while. You know that at one point in time, um, I went through the process of becoming a police officer and I went through the process, made it and everything. They wanted to hire me, but I didn't go through with the um I didn't start the academy because that was around the time where all that uh, Trayvon Martin stuff happened. I was 30 years old at the time. It was 2012. Um, and when I was going through the process, I saw a lot of uh, guys that were younger than me doing that process. And just thinking about myself being that young and stuff and how immature I was and how much of a hothead I was and how I didn't really go through um the growth process or the evolution process of you know what i'm saying learning about myself and once you get caught up into a situation and not really understanding um self-awareness and growth and evolution or whatever once you get caught up in that space you caught unless you know what i'm saying something really happens to you you have a rock bottom moment where y- you you have to change so to speak but I kind of feel like throwing out these these uh, young people, male or female, you know, because once you go to college, you know what I'm saying, if you, if you start college right after high school and you graduate on time, you're around the age of 20, 20, tw- between 20 and 22 years old, four years of college, depending on when your birthday is or whatever. And... Then you um, go to school to con- you continue your education and become a therapist or a counselor, social worker, or whatever. So um, I'm not sure how long that process is. I-, I don't remember. I looked it up before when I thought about doing it, but I I don't remember how long the process was. But you're still very young. You you come out you you're in your mid twenties. So you're still very young and immature. You haven't really gone through a lot of things in life and stuff like that. You're only learning technical things. Like the last episode when I was talking about doing a blackity black segment, I was talking about how, you know, a lot of even people get so caught up into people being doctors and stuff like that. But becoming a doctor and stuff like that is only a trade. You basically after you finish your four years of college, you go to a trade school for that specific um profession and you know they only teach you the technical things so are they you know what i'm saying and i know after in the process of you uh becoming a, a therapist and social worker and all that other stuff you you have your quote-unquote internship so i forgot what they actually call it but it was it's similar to an internship where you you actually go through the process of starting to become a therapist and you meet with people and stuff like that but like you're still young and you still haven't gone through your life yet. You still haven't really experienced things in your life, so to speak, in order to 
be able to truly understand what somebody else has gone through in their life, particularly if you're young and you meet with people that's older than you and stuff like that. You're not very seasoned. So I don't know. They they might need to think about changing that process or kind of make it a little bit more vigorous and you going through a longer process of 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 the quote-unquote internship phase or whatever before you actually are able to go out and get your license and be independent or work for a company or whatever and and then also whatever the company you you work for their their requirements it it, it needs to be more vigorous and the same way with like when you think like i said the comparison of police officers a lot of these police officers aren't competent competent uh i know specifically the reason why i was trying to become a police officer at the time because i wanted a stable job or whatever you know what i'm saying i wanted a secure job i wanted something stable or whatever i didn't really care about being no damn police officer um in the area that i live in in the dc maryland virginia area um the biggest jobs are working for metro which is the um, transit system working for the government or being a police officer those are stable jobs you know what i'm saying (laughs) so you know um a lot of people don't really want to do these jobs but they're just doing it because of the stability of it um based off of the program that's been laid out in society of you know what I'm saying, having a stable job, having a consistent income so you can provide for a family, get a good woman, get a good man, et cetera, et cetera. But back to the clip. I'm the perfect person for you to talk to. <laughs> so a lot of people are like, hey, um, I'd never go talk to her because of the person who traumatized me. <laughs> Things to be addressed in therapy. Now, I did say that 90% of my clientele were men. It was that, it, that was true at one point in time. It has shifted to mostly women now who are recovering from narc abuse. <laughs> Go fucking figure. See, so she's basically saying that all black men that hurt black women are narcissists, which is totally wrong because, for one, narcissism is a personality disorder. It's not a mental, that's not necessarily, is not considered a mental illness is considered a personality disorder um but yeah back to the clip but uh when i was counseling the mans uh we worked on emotional intelligence the same thing that y'all guys need to work on like one thing that i know about going to therapy as long as i've been going to therapy whether you're man or woman emotional intelligence is a part of the process And like I've said plenty of times on this podcast before, just because you're a woman doesn't mean you're emotionally intelligent. You may be in touch with your emotions more than a man is, but that doesn't mean that you're emotionally intelligent. That doesn't mean you're you're emotionally. No, matter of fact, let me rewind back. You may be more in touch with your emotions, but that doesn't mean you're emotionally mature. You may be more emotionally intelligent than most men, but that doesn't mean you're emotionally mature. There's a difference between emotional intelligence and emotional maturity. Like, um, I'm not your enemy. Uh, I never have been. The message of what I'm saying is healing. And you heal yourself, things just tend to work or function a little bit better because you know yourself and you know how to navigate through this 
horrible bitch. And I even validated for you. Um, let me say this first. Um, if you haven't seen none of her videos, uh, go on TikTok because um, it's one thing to hear what she's saying, but it's another thing to see how she's acting, why she's saying the things that she's saying. Her TikTok page is unusually brief. U-N-U-S-U-A-L-L-Y-B-R-E-E, Unusually Brie. Go to her TikTok page and look at her video. Look at some of her videos. It's, it's, it's one thing to hear what she's saying, but it comes full circle when you actually see how she's acting while she's saying the things that she's saying. It's very important because I'm looking at her while I'm playing the clip and is is much more deeper and says a lot more seeing it while she's saying the things she's saying it as opposed to just listening to it because listening to it it cuts deep as well but seeing it as well as hearing it cuts even more deeper y'all that y'all experience is very difficult but again y'all refuse to see behind these ass cheeks Oh, uh, let's see what else. Some people were like, oh, her delivery is off. Uh, do you think I call my clients dusty bitches? No, just internet males who need to heal. I'm, I show unconditional positive regard. She says she don't call her clients dusty bitches. Just the males on the internet. But aren't your clients males as well? One wasn't your former client's mail as well. So you are calling your clients dusty mails. See what I'm saying? I'm actually quite reserved in session. This shit is the fucking internet. Uh, you have to be loud and expressive to get y'all attention. See, and this is what I was talking about last episode about the performative aspect of a lot of people on social media. And you got to be careful about that. She's basically telling you that she's being performative. She's, She's doing this to get attention. Whether you believe it or not, I feel like this is this is her period. You know what I'm saying? This is her period. And usually, you know, let me just play the clip. <laughs> and I think I've gotten y'all attention. So now that you're here, Big Papa, I know you're upset. Um... Let's explore why we're upset. Actually, can you tell me where in your body you might feel upset? Actually, let's 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 do an exercise for when the PTSD that y'all inevitably all suffer from comes. It's called triangle breathing. In three, hold three, out three. It might help, King, with all that aggression that you're exhibiting to me. <laughs> See, knowledge is, is is a great thing to have. You know what I'm saying? Um one of my favorite people in the world is Bruce Lee. And one of his quotes were, um, it's not, a, damn, I don't know it verbatim, but he's basically saying knowledge means nothing without applying it. And you see, she has the, uh, the knowledge. She has the technical aspect of what being a therapist is, but how are you applying it? Like we can go further from what Bruce Lee says. Yeah. You can have the knowledge, but are you applying it? But I'm going to go further. How are you applying it? How you how are you applying that knowledge? How are you pushing that knowledge out into the world? How are you, you know what I'm saying, 
giving that knowledge to other people. And let me go to one of her other videos. Like I said, this is all the aftermath of her of of her going viral. So here's the next video. This is her actually um, giving a quote unquote apology and there's two parts to it. So let me play the first part. Hello, I would like to make a video addressing my recent video um, calling for men to go to therapy. Now, I will say that firstly, I would like to apologize for the colorful language that I used, but I want to express where I'm coming from. So as a clinician, my job is not to make people change. My job is to plant seeds and help my clients water the soil and cultivate it so they have a thriving environment to grow. That is my job. Now, from a human standpoint, I entered this field because I saw a dire need for black mental health and black mental health professionals because I was not always met with support. So I apologize to individuals if you felt like my language was colorful, but I want you to know more deeply where I come from. A few people have called into question my blackness, which is to be expected. Um, my personhood is questioned quite often. I chose to go into mental health because only 4% of clinicians are black, yet there's 13% of black individuals in America. So there's already a huge disparity. And I have made it my life's work to help fill that gap. Now where my frustration comes in is I called for individuals to do better, but then my job got doxxed. I understand that people may not agree with my delivery or the things that I'm saying, but a major boundary has been crossed. I'm so passionate in my words because I'm tired of seeing men suffer. <laughs> I just got to stop here, man. Like, nah, let me, let me play the clip. Let me just play the clip. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing you guys endure so much hurt and so much trauma and refusing to do anything about it when you guys. My fault. That's my fault. I hit, I accidentally dropped the phone. Let me go back to the clip. But you can see now um, she must have had an incident where, she, well, she basically said it. Her her job got doxxed or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. I don't know. I honestly don't know what that means. But I'm assuming that that means that she got approached by her job about the shit that she was doing. And that's why she initiated the apology and you can see in her apology she's making excuses or whatever but i'm gonna go back to the apology and then you know what i'm saying i'll talk more hello i would like to make a video addressing my recent video um calling for men to go to therapy now i will say that firstly I would like to apologize for the colorful language that I used, but I want to express where I'm coming from. 
So as a clinician, my job is not to make people change. My job is to plant seeds and help my clients water the soil and cultivate it so and she's absolutely right right there and that's one of the things that i previously talked about you know what i'm saying ultimately you're working with the therapist no let me let me rewind back you're working with the therapist but ultimately when it comes down to it your healing the work that you put in with the therapist and stuff like that comes down to you so yeah the therapist is what going off of what she says, planting the seeds. So you have to water it. You know what I'm saying? You're getting the tools, the information, the the thoughts, the ideas, the perspectives, and all that other stuff from the therapist. But you have to put the work in in order to heal. You know what I'm saying? That's with everybody. There ain't no excuses. Don't go to therapy and, re and think that the therapist is going to heal you. You have to heal yourself. The therapist is there to work with you, to help you along the way, to give you guidance, to give you, um, to call you out on things, to give you the homework assignments, to point things out to you that you didn't realize, to hold you accountable. And we're going to get to that word later, possibly. We might have to wait till next episode, but that word accountability is a, is a word. They have a thriving environment to grow. That is my job. Now, from a human standpoint, I entered this field because I saw a dire need for black mental health and black mental health professionals, because I was not always met with support. So I apologize to individuals if you felt like my language was colorful, but I want you to know more deeply where I come from. A few people have called into question my blackness, which is to be expected. Um, my personhood is questioned quite often. I chose to go into mental health because only 4% of clinicians are black, yet there's 13% of black individuals in America. So there's already a huge disparity. And I have made it my life's work to help fill that gap. Now where my frustration comes in, is I called for individuals to do better, but then my job got doxxed. I understand that people may not agree with my delivery or the things that I'm saying, but a major boundary has been crossed. I'm so passionate in my words because I'm tired of seeing men suffer. I'm tired of seeing you guys endure so much hurt and so much trauma and refusing to do anything about it when you got so this is what i was saying about you know um people in positions repeating cycles or whatever and what she just said was you know what i'm saying she doesn't want to see black men go through this and all that other stuff she's tired of seeing it and everything but she's also perpetuating those same things she's projecting those same stigmas those same things and pushing out those same narratives and stuff that keep black men away from therapy it doesn't make sense 
Like, you can obviously tell that she's hurt, that she's going through something, and that she's taking it out on black men, and she's using her profession and her knowledge as a cover for the things that she's saying. Guys have the power to do it. As a clinician, my job is to motivate and empower, and it came across angry and aggressive because as a black woman, I'm also tired of being hurt. And this is what I said on the last episode. I said this even before her apology and before she even made that statement right there. A lot of times you'll you'll see and and you'll see it a lot on social media and you'll hear it from black women. Um, some black women, let me preface that, some black women that you should go to therapy, you should get help, you should you should change and all this other stuff only for the benefit of the specific black woman. It's not about truly about that black man getting help, healing, growing, evolving. It's about the benefit of what the woman will receive from that black man healing, growing, evolving. That's bullshit. And that happens a lot with some black women and particularly a lot of, let me rewind back, some black women and a lot of the, and I will say, a lot of the memes, quotes, posts on social media. Black men's healing, growth, and evolution is cool when it only benefits certain black women. But not for the betterment of that man and the overall black collective the unit the family whatever you want to say it's only about the benefit of that particular black woman basically saying that nothing's wrong with her it's only you you gotta get your shit together I'm cool basically my perception from it is that black men should be robots in order to fulfill that narrative of happy wife, happy life, et cetera, et cetera. Those type of, you know what I'm saying, cliche sayings and stuff like that. But let me move along to part two of her apology. Society is already very difficult for black people in general. And for people to call into question, saying that I hate black men is asinine to me because black everything matters. Black everything matters. When they see you walking down the street, they don't see a human being. They see what's been perpetuated in society. They see 
a lot of times in these institutions, whether it's mental health, school, school systems and stuff like that, black black men, black boys, black men are always ostracized and looked at as being bad and being a criminal. Excuse me, damn, I am so sorry. That was burp number four. Burp number five. And this goes back to the last episode when I brought up the Yale research of how they had the teachers, white and black, and majority of those teachers, well, all of the teachers were women. And how all of them, and basically what the the research was, was an eye test. And that eye test come to, come to find out was all of the black boys were looked at the most paid attention the most on whether they were going to do something wrong or bad or something like that and this is how society is I remember I was having a conversation and I was saying to to the person I was like you can have a like I'm going to give an example, and this is part of the example of what I was about to say. Recently, one of my neighbors just moved in. He's a white male. This dude walk around the neighborhood all the time with his shirt off and stuff like that. Free, clear, and everything. And I was thinking to myself when, like, I would see him going past my ring camera and stuff like that. And I was like, just think if a black dude was walking around with his shirt off and stuff like that, and he was in shape and stuff like that. That black dude will, would be looked at as a threat before a white man walking around with his shirt off, whether he was in shape or not, before that black dude was. And I'm in, I'm in shape. I'm in better shape than that, that white, my white neighbor, my white male neighbor. And if I was walking around my neighborhood with my shirt off, granted, my neighborhood is majority black, I would look, I would get more looks as a threat as opposed to that white dude. You know what I'm saying? Because black masculinity is has always been more of a threat than white masculinity. See what's been perpetuated in the media, that you're aggressive, that you're violent. But I know that these behaviors that are being exhibited are actually depression and anxiety. And unfortunately, society has taught you that anger and lashing out and fighting back is the only acceptable response. And I agree with her. I talked about that plenty of times on this podcast of how the only thing that we've been taught as black men, is aggression, anger, and competition. That's all we know. That's all we know. So I understand. Like, she has the, the knowledge, but she's applying it wrong. I am pleading, pleading that y'all seek help because women are hurting See what she said? She's pleading for black men to get help because women, women, black women are hurting. <laughs> that doesn't make sense.
it doesn't it doesn't line up it doesn't it doesn't so if you want black men to get you seriously want black men to get help or you only want black men to get help so it can benefit black women but what about the collective what about us both coming together and getting ourselves together so we can work together it ain't always about agreeing and and being you know what i'm saying uh having the same thoughts the same ideas or the same perceptions or perspectives or whatever like that really is why i named this podcast a taste to consider because you don't have to agree with everything that i present to you but it's about being open to it i can be open to everything that a black woman says to me but that doesn't mean i have to agree with it but being open to it opens the space for compromising better communication and learning how to work together to achieve the same goal nobody on this planet black white whatever because all these white people don't agree with each other i talk about it all the time on the blackity black woke segment with these damn democrats and republicans these niggas on different sides but the like I always say, they on different wings, but they on they the same bird. Different wings, but the same bird. So they go in the same direction, but they just sway a little different from time to time. And that's that's what the white community does. That's what the Asian community does. That's what all the other communities do. You actually think that they agree with each other all the time? Hell no. But what they what what they know and what they see is that the unity and the collective is more important than the individual. We want you to be better, but I'm getting attacked. People are calling my employment, asking that I get fired because I want you guys to be better. Again, like I said, I apologize for my delivery. And this is a little spicy sometimes. But just know that my anger and my frustration and my passion is coming from a place. The fact that she calls her own self a bitch says a lot about her respect for herself. Like she would, she would from, from her demeanor, like I said, go and look at her TikTok page. From her demeanor, the things she say, if a black dude call her a bitch, she will go off. So why are you calling yourself a bitch? Make it make sense for me, please. It Because it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm needing. I need y'all to heal. I, I don't need it. Society needs it. You need it. Have enough pride about yourself to want to do better. I don't believe I understand <laughs> I might not be the clinician for everyone, but I'm damn good at my job. I understand I might not be the clinician for anybody, but I've sparked a conversation. I've shook the table. If the words that I'm saying are resonating with you, please go talk to somebody. If there's a gap, fill that gap. Become counselors, become mental health professionals. So we can heal each other. So we can heal ourselves. Of course, yeah. If, 
if you want to be a counselor, if you want to help the black community and stuff like that, if you feel like that's your your uh your lane, your passion, your the what God wanted you to do or whatever, go do it. But it makes no sense if you saying that, but then you're in the position already and you're absolutely doing the opposite of what you're saying that other people should be doing. It doesn't make sense. And this is like the apology tour right here. All that I ask is for men, black men specifically, just to build a greater awareness of yourself. That's all that I ask because. And I agree with her. Black men, we got to do better when it comes to our mental health. We got to do better when it comes to uh, fighting those stigmas. We got to do better with, you know what I'm saying, not giving a fuck what society says or other people saying, do what's best for us individually so we can be better men for black women, black, our black children, et cetera, et cetera. But it don't got to be performative. It don't got to be. We don't have to internalize it. We don't have to project it. I understand those things may happen. I, I, I get it. I get it. But we got to also be honest with ourselves. I'm going to finish playing the clip. And then I'm going to end this episode here. And then we're going to pick it back up next episode. Your lives can improve radically as a result. Full transparency, accountability moment. Um. I agree with her. Like, I I'm a pro therapy. I I I talk about it so much because I see. I've said this plenty of times on my podcast. I see. I've seen and I see myself in the people that I hang out with. Other men I've seen on the street, on social media, or whatever. I've seen my depressive moments, my anxiety moments. I've seen my mental health struggles in other black men. And that's why I talk about it so much, because I know how how great of a change is made for me and how much it can make for somebody else. They don't have to do it the same way that I do it, but just being open to it can spark so much. And that's all you need is a spark, a spark. I was a dusty bitch till I fucking went to therapy. I didn't realize that I was in an abusive situation. I didn't realize that I wasn't communicating effectively. I didn't realize all of these things about myself until I went and talked to someone. And I just pray and want that for you. I want you guys to feel seen. I want you guys to feel heard. Because you deserve it. All of us deserve unconditional positive regard and i may not have shown that in the video because it's the internet but when it comes to session i am open i provide a therapeutic non-judgmental space because that's what the fuck we deserve because the society is not kind to us it never has been so we have to create that inner peace and in order for you to do that you have to be able to express things that you have been through you have to expand your emotional vocabulary we talk about all the time 
Well, I ain't going to say we talk about it. We say it all the time on social media about black women needing safe spaces. They want to feel space. They want to have, they want to feel safe and have these safe spaces to be feminine or whatever and all that other stuff. But what a, what about black men? We we need those safe spaces and stuff like that. And and the person like her that's in the position of being a therapist, of being a clinician, is not offering a, a safe space and it's just further and further pushing away black men from going to therapy. And I'm not saying that, oh, you know what I'm saying, it, you know what I'm saying, that's that's cool and that's correct or whatever, because there's plenty of other therapists, whether black, white, male, female, whatever out here that you can go to. But what I'm saying is, is that when you see shit like this on social media, this performative aspect, and then you see people actually agreeing with her, other black women. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. You have to want it for you. You may not like what I say and you may not even like me and that's fine because you don't know me on a personal level. I get that. But I just want you guys to know that all right, I'm going to end it here. Um, it's a Taste to Consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon, and it will be on YouTube. I'm going to be back next week with part two of this, and we're going to get into it. I'm out.